This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. A bill has now been signed into law to get the Zuck out of Alabama. The CEO of Facebook or any other private entity is no longer welcome in the state when it comes to election interference. Governor Ivey has signed a bill into law this week that bans election officials from accepting private donations, which is exactly what Mark Zuckerberg did in several swing states during the 2020 election. Zuckerberg did so through the Center for Tech and Civic Life organization. That group gave out $350 million dollars which was donated by Zuckerberg. The grant money was not evenly distributed throughout a state, but it was focused in certain swing states in heavily Democrat-populated urban areas of certain swing counties. Some of the Zuckerberg money even came to seven counties here in Alabama. The bill that is now law was sponsored by State Representative Wes Allen, who is also running in the Alabama Secretary of State race in the Republican primary, and naturally the Secretary of State position oversees elections in the state. There is a bill that will be considered by Governor Ivey that would change the classification of 911 operators. House Bill 414 would consider those who operate the 911 emergency services as first responders since they are the first in contact with someone who's experiencing a crisis. Katie Walrab with the Shelby County 911 tells ABC 3340 News that this will help in the recruiting process for telecommunicators since they will be part of a first responder team. The bill also creates a statewide minimum standard for those training to be part of the Alabama 911 system. That training will start as soon as the governor signs the bill into law. A former deputy district attorney for Chambers County is sentenced to jail for theft of money from three different conservatorships. 68-year-old Roland Sledge was sentenced to 12 months in jail. He was convicted of stealing over $300,000 as a court-appointed conservator for three juveniles. This occurred back in 2017 when Sledge was working as a private attorney as well as the deputy district attorney for the Fifth Judicial Court. Sledge pleaded guilty to the charges in February of this year. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall weighed in on the case, saying that Sledge took advantage of those he was supposed to care for and abused his legal authority as an attorney. The man who is soon to be charged in the death of his ex-girlfriend is not going to fight any extradition back to Florida. Marcus Benevolo was captured in Tennessee and has been held in jail there ever since the body of Cassie Carley was found in Alabama on April 2nd. Carly's body was found in a barn belonging to Spinevolo a week after she went missing on March 27th. Carly was picking up her daughter from a custody visit with Spinevolo. The suspect has now signed off to be extradited back to Santa Rosa County, where he will face multiple charges regarding Carly's death. A Tuscaloosa senior citizen is facing charges of sexual abuse of young girls. 64-year-old Raymond DeWoody of Cottondale was arrested earlier this week. He faces two counts of first-degree sexual abuse of a child under the age of 12. Authorities say that DeWoody was grooming 11- to 16-year-old females by giving them alcohol, gifts, and trips, and also holding house parties. Authorities say they believe there are likely more victims out there to DeWoody's crimes. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. 
and in national news, the Center for Disease Control, along with the Biden administration, is now extending the federal mask mandate for public transportation, including airline flights. The mandate was set to expire this coming April 18th, but has now been moved to another two weeks by the CDC. Those within the airline industry are pushing back at this mandate, saying it is outdated and unfair to the employees who must enforce the rules on flights. Earlier this month, the Airlines for America's Board of Directors sent a letter to the White House saying it makes no sense for people to still be required to wear a mask on an airplane while those on the ground are crowding into restaurants and sporting events without masks. The group pointed out that airplanes have more advanced and effective air filtration systems than these other businesses. The president of the U.S. Travel Association, Robert Dow, concurred with his assessment telling CBS News, we need to remove these mandates. The person of interest in a subway shooting that happened earlier this week in New York City is now a person behind bars. Frank James was located and arrested within the city a day after the shooting occurred on a subway car. 33 rounds were fired, injuring dozens of travelers. So far, no fatalities have occurred, although there are several hospitalizations. Keechant Sewell with the NYPD spoke at a press conference about the capture of James. Moments ago, Frank Robert James was stopped on the street and arrested by members of the New York City Police Department. Officers, in response to a Prime Stoppers tip, stopped Mr. James at 1.42 p.m. at the corner of St. Mark's Place and First Avenue in Manhattan. He was taken into custody without incident and has been transported to an NYPD facility. He will be charged with committing yesterday's appalling crime in Brooklyn. I want to commend all of the investigators and analysts who took part in this all-hands-on-deck investigation. Literally, hundreds of NYPD detectives worked doggedly during the last 30 hours to bring this together. They did so in tandem with a vast number of our law enforcement partners, including those from the FBI-NYPD Joint Terrorism Task Force, the ATF-NYPD Crime Gun Intelligence Center, and the Regional Task Force led by the United States Marshal Service. We hope this arrest brings some solace to the victims and the people of the city of New York. We used every resource at our disposal to gather and process significant evidence that directly links Mr. James to the shooting. We were able to shrink his world quickly. There was nowhere left for him to run. A so-called publicity stunt is confirmed to be a reality. Fox News says that a bus full of illegal immigrants arrived within Washington, D.C. on Wednesday morning, and those travelers were released just a few blocks from the U.S. Capitol building. This comes after Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced that he would be doing exactly that with the busing and would no longer have the buses drop off illegal immigrants in his state and within Texas communities that are being overrun already by those entering the U.S. illegally through Mexico and being allowed to stay as part of the Biden administration's refusal to enforce immigration law. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki responded to the news from a reporter. Can you give us any reaction to this busload of migrants arriving here in D.C.? Well, these are all migrants who have been processed by CBP and are free to travel, so it's nice the state of Texas is helping them get to their final destination as they await in their, their outcome of their immigration proceedings, and they're all in immigration proceedings. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has also increased the number of vehicle inspections occurring at border checkpoints in order to stop potentially dangerous drivers from entering the state or those engaged in any type of cartel activity. Border bridges have become clogged 
because of a policy by Texas to thoroughly inspect vehicles coming from Mexico, whether it be Nuevo León or the other states. These inspections revealed about a 25 percent are about revealed that about 25 percent of the vehicles crossing into Texas were unsafe for Texas roads and were removed from service. At the same time, Texas has been overrun with a record number of illegal immigrants crossing from Mexico into Texas with the assistance of cartels. A federal judge denies a motion to dismiss a case that involves Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign lawyer. Michael Sussman was indicted for lying to the FBI when he offered the agency false evidence to connect Donald Trump to Russian-based Alpha Bank. Sussman did not tell the FBI ultimately who his client was, which was Hillary Clinton and her presidential campaign. Attorneys for Sussman entered a motion for dismissal this past February, saying that Sussman's false statements are protected by the First Amendment. The judge in this case sided with special counsel John Durham and did not dismiss the case. U.S. District Judge Christopher Cooper wrote in his decision that Sussman's statement to the FBI is what got the FBI started on an investigation into the Trump presidential campaign until they determined there was insufficient evidence. Sussman's trial is now set to begin on May 16th. And another $800 million of U.S. taxpayer money is being sent overseas to Ukraine. Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby made that announcement. This authorization is the seventh such drawdown of equipment from DOD inventories for Ukraine since August of uh, 2021. And you can see the list of capabilities there up on the screen, so I won't bother reading them all to you. Some of them are reinforcing capabilities that we have already been providing Ukraine, and some of them are new capabilities that we have not provided to Ukraine. All of them are designed to help Ukraine, as we talked about, help Ukraine in the fight that they are in right now. The United States has now committed more than $3.2 billion in security assistance to Ukraine since the beginning of the Biden administration, including approximately $2.6 billion since the beginning, just since the beginning of their unprovoked invasion on February 24th. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Right Side Radio and host Phil Williams as he also weighs in on the CDC extension of the mask requirement. Okay, Jeff Williams on Right Side. How are you doing today, man? Doing good, Phil. Good. What's on your mind? Uh, you seem to be confused. You, you, you assume that the uh, CDC is a medical facility? Uh, no, it's a political <laughs> wing. <laughs> That's what you got to take in consideration. They don't have any credibility whatsoever when it comes to – if they were your doctor, would you go to them? No. No, I would not. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want That's them to – That's all you need to know. I don't want them to mix up chocolate milk, much less a prescription for anything. I mean, it's just – yeah, but you're right. They, they are like a political wing, and it's amazing to watch this happen. I mean, I mean – yeah, How I, many mean, t- I mean, the teachers' union, you know, they get the, the, uh, everything that they want by just giving them a memo. And, uh, you know, I wonder if they'll, they'll take, uh, when the Republicans get back into power, I wonder if they'll follow their lead on anything. Yeah, I don't know. In fact, uh, there's a lot of bureaucrats at the CDC, I would imagine. Um, and, and we saw, you know, it, the, the whole phrase, the deep state, the deep state began to be the thing that we heard a lot about during the Trump administration and I think the deep state extends to places like the CDC, too. What do you think? Uh, I think everything's a deep state. It's, <laughs> uh, uh, I, until, until you just start getting rid of 
all the heads of everything, you know, you're going to have to sit there and get rid of the bureaucrats. It's just, you know, you, yeah. you don't have to, you know, start being able like they used to be whenever a new party comes in, you got to fire everybody and then, you know, replace them with your people. That's the, the way deep it used state, to be. That's the way it needs to be again. The deep state is deep in something, isn't it? Um, yeah, well, it's, it's just ridiculous. You can find more of Phil's podcasts at rightsideradio.org. If you're enjoying the daily detail, remember you can subscribe to get those onto your phone or electronic device by going to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.